Welcome back to Digital Health Unplugged, the podcast in which we take a look at what is making headlines in the world of NHS IT. I'm your host, Andrea Downey, and I'm senior reporter here at Digital Health. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of the Digital Health Unplugged podcast. I know I sound a tad bit different to Andrea Downey, but for those who don't recognise my voice, my name is Hannah Crouch, and I'm the editor at Digital Health. Don't panic, Andrea is fine, but she's very kindly handed over the hosting rights to me for this episode. Last year, we recorded an edition of Unplugged, which looked into whether NHSX and NHS Digital should merge. A lot has happened since then, but I think the question still remains relevant, with recent proposals suggesting that NHSX may be joining other organisations to form a national transformational directorate. Before we delve into the interesting debate that took place, let's kick off with some background. NHS Digital used to be known as the Health and Social Care Information Centre and is a national provider of information, data and IT systems for commissioners, analysts and clinicians in health and social care in England. The organisation is an executive, non-departmental public body of the Department of Health and Social Care, while NHSX is the new kid on the block. Launched in 2019, the organisation is in charge of setting the national direction on technology across the NHS. Key responsibilities include setting standards, governance, coordination and consistency. However, NHSX does lack statutory footing, which means its role can be limited. On the day, I was joined by Luke Redman, Philip Graham and Mandy Griffin, as well as senior reporter and podcast queen, Andrea Downey. The first question that was put to them was, should NHSX and NHS Digital merge and why? Here is what they had to say. I think it's not about the organisations, it's about the information. So I think for me, you know, there are a few things, you know, the, the strategy, then there's programme management and building things. And I think, you know, one of the kind of issues as I see is if, if a lot of those are lumped into a single organisation, wherever that is, if the people creating the strategy, deriving the policy and the standards and then programme delivering some of the things that they're building, then that's not necessarily creating what it is that is required at the, the local. So it, I, for me, it's not about you know whether we merge or not. It's about making sure that we know which organisation is responsible for which element and that they can commission the right things of each other. And it just seems at this moment in time, as I think you said, you know, there's, there's quite a little bit of confusion as to actually, well, who is in charge? And so do you think that that's what's, obviously well, that's what's needed more, is that clear clarity? Uh, I would, that would help me. And again, you mentioned the word governance as well, and, and how are things governed? So, you know, from a technical point of view, there are hundreds of standards out there and, you know, we just need to make sure that if there are differences of opinion between, you know, the north and the south, we know where that is governed and that we are, we are meeting the right standards and, and, and potentially those standards aren't so woolly as to be interpreted in many, many different ways that, you know, you know technology does, it is binary and it does like to be told what to do. Uh, and what about you, Mandy? Are you kind of, what side of the fence are you on? The, the root cause of the cause of problem is not emerging. Merging them together is not actually going to do what each each entity is there to do. And to me, there are so many lost messages because you don't know who's sending what. Um, and and therefore it just leads to more confusion around what you're trying to do locally. Um, 
ask her, where do I take my lead from at this moment in time? A little bit more with NHS Digital than NHS X because I actually hear a lot of what they're going to do but don't see a lot of what they're going to do. So I think I think merger is almost the final question once everybody's got their act together and decided what it is that each entity plans for. So no, not not now. Um, I, I, I feel a little bit, and I don't know what I'm allowed to say, this, that NHS X has lost its identity. You know, when it was launched back in July last year or the year before, I can't remember now, you felt, wow, now we're going to get a body where everything gets channeled through there. I don't think that's happened. I guess I, I do agree with me. You said NHSX kind of had a lot of promise with it. Uh, there was a lot of hope that it was going to make a difference. But do you think because the, the these responsibilities are so muddled so much and there's not there's not clear... You know, lay, there's not kind of clear lines as to who does what. Do you think that's really sort of um, hampered NHSX's um, sort of progression? It's just worth understanding that um, NHSX is a is, if you like, a part of the NHS EI um, organisation. It's also, if you like, the the NHS EI Executive Digital Transformation Arm. Um, and that has a relationship to the Department of Health as well. And, you know, we, we, we shouldn't um, ignore that in this theory. Then um, the EI part of the world sets policy um, and then other parts of the you know, NHS and care much more broadly are, are there to actually enact that policy and respond to it. And so NHS Digital is there to act as the delivery arm for that in, in conjunction with organisations more locally. Um, but I, I would, if I was asking this question, I'd ask it a very different way, I think. And I'd say, well, we all recognise that we need to transform um, the service going forward. And we know that technology has a big part to play in how we support improvements in care uh, for, for individuals every day and in, and in their lives. But actually that's separated into a set of things about technology and a set of things about human behaviour. And I would want to know where is the real transformation effort going on outside of all the tech that can support the best approaches to delivering tech for the best purpose and the best bang for book. And, and somehow coming back to, if you like, reorganizing the deck chairs puts us in a, the very wrong, a very wrong perspective on this. It's really how do we all work together to deliver the change? And that's much more about how we work together and how we operate um, that it is that it is about the tech. I think if we can if we can solve that, we can go backwards into the tech and solve some of the tech things. Because I think that the tech issues are characterized by what I would call um, you know this big question of collective action dilemmas. We all think we know the best approach, but actually we need to give something up in what we do to get the bigger gain across the service. So just to go back to your question then bluntly. I don't think now is the time for us to go through a wholesale change. What I do think now is the time to think about what is the service transformation that we're trying to deliver and, and what is the transformation support we need from, if you like, from the services up. And I would want to change the whole focus to a debate about how the service from the front line starts to work to really transform itself. So would you sort of say, I guess because it always comes from the whole when sort of 
direction comes from the centre and it's all whether it comes from kind of from the ground upwards, so to speak. Do you think there needs to be more of an approach of you build services around the people rather than it coming directly from the centre and having a national kind of, um, na uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of like a national direction of where to go. It should maybe come from more of a localised footing. Yeah, so um, one of the lessons we have learned through COVID and the Health Foundation have written about this is that where there's very clear direction, um, if you like, the, the grip with which organisations locally have responded to that has been very good. So if you look at the way people have reorganised their intensive care facilities, if you look at the way people used, um, you know, uh, attend anywhere for um, outpatient consultations or, or, or um, GPs starting you know, through a variety of solutions, all of that happened very quickly, you know, um, and it was very impressive. So I would like us to put more effort into local. Now, it, it's really difficult because everyone is very busy. And even in normal times, everyone's very busy. So we've got to find a way of properly supporting like the front line to be able to do that thinking. I would like to see much more time spent on that than on looking at how we reorganise some of the national functions. What about you, Fib? Do you kind of agree that there maybe needs to be more, there needs to be, the focus should be on something else basically rather than like Luke said the national kind of picture absolutely you know we need to work together we, we, we've got to stop this kind of battling Covid has shown that we can work together I think Covid has also shown that we don't work together you know the NHS as you know from the provider purchaser split and all of these trusts and things like that we haven't been working together and all of a sudden in times of a, a, a crisis been doing a lot that has exposed the fact that we've not been able to work together whether that's at a system level whether that's at a level whether that is at a technical level yeah um no thanks for i think that leads on to a quite point i'm going to put the question to you first mandy when kind of this big idea because it was quite well i've only been at digital health for about three years but this idea that there was going to be a dedicated unit sort of you know specifically for technology and you know, the innovation arm of the NHS, it was a big moment. So at that time when it was kind of launched in 2019, Mandy, do you think NHSX and NHS Digital should have just merged and absorbed then rather than kind of waiting till now? Or we're not sure yet anyway. Um, it's, it's an interesting question. And thinking back to when it was launched, um, it was launched almost in isolation. So going back to what both Philip and Rutley about working together, they launched as NHSX as part of NHSI and E, as Luke's already talked about. But it, it wasn't it wasn't as part of something else. It didn't introduce how it would work with the other people. Um, so yeah, I did have that thought of wow, yeah, this is great, we can bring all this policy standard transformation together. But none of this was ever going to be easy because there's so much variation out there. And we all said it loads of times, not one size fits all. It was never going to be an easy thing to do. But they never published how it would work as a whole and how we would work together with NHSX at the lead, the top of the governance chart, with everybody else to make our lives much more joined up than it currently is. And I think what that then does, Anna, it then, I don't know whether Luke or Philip feel the same, you then start to think about 
well, what can I do? What 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 what's my sphere of influence? And that's what I'm going to concentrate on, not what all these people are trying to um, describe what we need to do. Because actually, it is just easier to get on with what I can do here. So. You know, NHSX and its formation has shone a spotlight on, um, if you like, the capabilities that digital has. I think it's generated a new, um, a new front. Actually, it, you know, in in uh, in particularly in patient-facing thinking, it has generated a whole new front front around its approach and apps and its approach to agile and these sorts of things. And I think that's been very valuable. I don't think anybody would. Um, would resile from that sort of position. So, so, you know, so in general, I welcome all of that focus and I welcome the effort that's gone into it. And I think it's been very helpful because not many people at scale were thinking about services and the patient um, in terms of you know, that transformation from within the service to the patient sort of managing their own uh, care technically. A lot of it was going on at local level, but not, not the thinking at national. So I do, I do welcome that. Um, I think the Laura Wade Gear Review, um, it, it would be helpful to, to sort of describe how all of that should work together with the services locally. That's what I would like to see coming out of that. Um, and I think that that could be very helpful. But I still want to come, come back to that, you know, services are delivered locally, services delivered to patients in individual areas, to individual uh, hospitals and GP services and mental health trusts and, you know, community service and, and social care services. And so I think the, the major focus sort of has to shift into that space somehow and the transformation need. And I don't, I don't um, anticipate that's easy to do, um, but I do think that's where, where we need, and as leaders, where we need to be responsible for taking uh, this effort and this debate to. Uh, and, you know, uh, I play my part in that hopefully as well with others um, around this table today. Um, so, so in one sense, I think, um, setting up this question in this way, in this discussion um, is unhelpful because it focuses on that top of the shop when I think the focus should be down. In another sense, it allows us to have that discussion. And I guess um, you've done my nice segue into the, the, the Wade Gary review. Um, we've had obviously reports coming out, um, might be delayed until next year. You know, the costs are kind of going up to about 600,000. And, you know, we, we've kind of got snippets of maybe what it's going to include, but I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate and just imagine that you are, you're Lord, Wary, Lord, Lord Laura, sorry, Wade Gary, and you're in charge of this review. What would your recommendations be? And I'm going to put first to you, Philip. For me, I would, again, I would go back to looking at the purposes and what, the best organizations or whatever to, to, to do that. Again, going back to strategy, policy, standards, program delivery, building things, trying to get clear who is responsible um, for, for those elements and, but making sure, again, as Luke said, and we've all said is that we can work together. Um, that, you know, it's a, it, I think it's, Oh, it's a bit early potentially for a review because, you know, are we in that kind of change management place? Do they call it the valley of despair or whatever? Or what, you know, we've got to we've got to get through the hard part to get to the other side. Um, so, again, you know, that, that's I'm probably just reiterating what I said at the start. But, you know, 
it, it's not about, you know, do we, don't we have these organisations? It's what is the purpose of these organisations and how do we work together? Again, back to that equation so that national equals central plus local. Because again, you know, things that we're finding through what's happening is, you know, organisations like NHSX have started to build things and it's going, hmm, I'm not quite sure if that's what their purpose is. It's going more back to what Luke was saying and being that strategic digital arm of NHS EI to actually set policy and strategy so that we all know what we're doing. And going back to what Mandy was saying, so that Mandy's not running off in her sphere of influence, she actually knows what she's doing and she can work with others to actually to actually do that. You know, it's not all been bad, to be perfectly honest. And they are a new organisation. And you know, some of the stuff I'm working on within the people strategy. You know, X is certainly helping NHS EI and the people strategy to understand more how digital can help it and then how NHS X can commission, whether that be suppliers based on standards, whether that's NHS digital based on standards or, or, or whatever, to deliver, um, hopefully, a workforce digital strategy. So, you know, it's, it's, yes, that, it's not all been bad. It's probably one of the conclusions I would make if I was her. <laughs> I think that's a really good point. Actually, I haven't really thought about it. Is it too too soon to kind of judge what NHSX has done so far? I mean, it was launched, obviously, it only had its first birthday this year. So why, I mean, this might be a very complicated question for you, but why do you think they decided to do it now then, do you think? So first of all, I think I would hope that, um, the, that some of the reason behind looking at these uh, structures is because they see the response in the service and the public is a little bit confused about the, the, you know, the range of things that seem to sit there at national level. And there's a hope to try and create some clarity through that. I think that's sort of, I would hope that's one of the principles why that's there. Um, I guess if I uh, had that opportunity, I'd want to say, well, how, how then do we make the processes amongst those institutions clearer? And how do we therefore get them to, um, if you like, functionally integrate better and have consistent messages amongst them that come out to the service. So I think that transformation integration at that level is really critical. And I guess if I were to choose, which is a slight extension of your question, you know, um, what sort of areas should we be focusing on as a service going forward? You know, um, I, I would say we need to get to be doing some basics really very well. You know, um, basics. So how does an individual patient book and organize the appointments along that pathway and have most of those say they're not visiting an institution? So they're handling them um, remotely through their own devices and that's so on. There's some work's happening on that and that's good. But I'd like to see that sort of pathway management question come to the fore. And, and in particular, I'd like that to start off with um, if you like the patient or the public, then move to the service uh, rather than starting with the service and move to the patient. Um, and, you know, I think so. I think it could it could do two things. It could help clarify the relationships and the organisation at the top and what works well, best where and that transformation question. But it could also help set some broad service priorities linked to the transformation that, you know, we've learned through COVID we need to do. And actually that is, Mandy's right, is within um, the, the long-term plan. I know Andrew had a question that she wanted to add, so I hand over hosting rights to you, Andrew. <laughs> I do, I do. It's been a really interesting discussion so far. Um, but I guess this kind of goes back to the point you raised earlier, Luke, about things being driven from a local level. And 
I guess some of the things we've touched on about throughout the whole discussion is, you know, the, the constant reviewing and changing of the way things run from a national level. Does this make it harder for you guys as local leaders to sort of to do your job to implement tech and digital services in the NHS if we are constantly reviewing and then constantly changing and then like moving on to new plans and giving ourselves new targets and then you know when a new organization is set up then reviewing whether or not that needs to exist maybe a year or so later does that not just sort of slow the process down for you so i think there is there is an extent to which that's true um so you know i i can't really disagree um vehemently with your with your position on that um but you know i i for my own part, I've been in the health service um, as, as a radiographer, as a general manager, and in sort of digital informatics for 25 years or so now and in various posts. And actually, at senior level, you have to learn to be able to cope with that variation at national level. You know, we, you know there is still an extent to which um, every political cycle is a, at least a new minister and there are new priorities that may emerge from that. And then there is senior leadership change in the NHS itself, and you have to learn to cope with that. And what you sort of rely on are what are the core tenants that you know you need to do. So we know we've got to digitize the record. And so, you know, however we do that, we need to put our efforts into that. We know we've got to link and connect all of that up. And so we put our efforts into that. We know we've got to involve the public so the public and patients get access to their own data, can interact with the service. And then the, the, the data that's so generated, you know, the new front, is that we've got to use that data to drive improvement as uh, scale as quickly as possible. I think those four tenants are pretty consistent, despite all the change. Um, you know, it, it makes it harder or, or, or easier, depending on some of that change. But I, I go back to my instincts, if I like, um, in those sorts of situations. And that's where I try and apply my effort. Um, and I, I think that's sort of, in a sense, I accept that as normal now. Um, and, you know, other observers may say, well, that, 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 you know, you shouldn't accept that as a normal loop. But I think you know, there's a sort of realism about that, that that you have to come to, really, if you're going to operate in this space. Um, and I think nevertheless, nevertheless, I think the service is moving forward, um, maybe not as quickly as it like, but it is moving forward. And, and, and we should celebrate that, that, that sort of movement in the right direction. Um, I suppose a couple of things. I, I again, agreeing with both Luke and Mandy, you know, things haven't changed. You know, I could drag information for health back from when was it? Frank Burns, was it back in the day? You know, it's, it's, it's not changed particularly. Yes, technology has changed, but our strategy potentially hasn't. Um, again, I've, I've worked operationally as well as in technology. And, you know, centrally, there are some excellent directives that have helped us out very much. And then there have been other ones that have been very confusing, uh, et cetera. I often say, I mean, I, I do speak to government a bit as well. And I often say, you know, governments or these central organizations should do what central organizations do. And, and so if it needs doing once, you know, across the whole country, then let's let's do it once. And if I need an appendix in Blackpool or Mandy needs an appendix, Luke needs, let, let, let's look at it like that. You know, there are certain policies that you could implement nationally right now. Um, rather than, you know, some of the ways that we work with quangos and stuff like that. So again, you know, he, he's making sure that at the right tiers, whether that's centrally, regionally, at an ICS level or a local level, 
you know, what needs to be done. And, and I think, you know, that is starting to happen with ICSs. You know, they are starting to look at, well, what needs to be done once across an ICS patch or a region or whatever. Um, they have, again, there are there is kickback from organisations because, um, you know, sometimes we're human beings and they don't like to be told what to do. Um, but, you know, hopefully that's slightly answered the question. So I think we're going to have to wrap things up there, but thank you very much to our panel for joining us. Um, please don't forget the Digital Health Unplugged is published, published sorry, fortnightly on Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts. And you can give us a follow on any one of these platforms to keep up to date with all our latest episodes. We're also really um, keen to hear from our listeners. So if you've got a suggestion or want to get involved in the podcast, you can drop us an email on podcast at digitalhealth.net. Thank you very much for joining us. And thank you so much, guys, for giving up your time. I really appreciate it.